Great to be back, man. Great to have Dan with us. Great to have all of you back. It's a good good thing. It's a wonderful time to be together. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Everybody's gonna have a good time tonight. Look, we got these exchange pictures coming out with Safe Moon. You know everybody's excited about that. We've got blockbusters coming soon. Right? Looks like we're at about the ten yard line on that. That should be coming any any day now. We got a lot. It's coming, and uh, we're going to get on here, and we're going to talk, and we're going to have something to say, and Patron's in here, too, so I can't wait. Dan, how are you, man? I'm good, Chris. I hope you and Patron are doing great. hope everyone in the audience is doing good. I'm excited to be here. There truly is a lot to talk about tonight, and I'm interested to hear from everyone. Yeah, this is what it's about. This is uh, what we like to do. We like to get together, and we like to get after it, and uh, we're going to say what we want to say. Patron, how are you, man? Yeah, good evening, guys. How's everybody doing? Nice to see you, Chris, Dam, and everybody just here, ready to have a good night, listen to everybody, catch up on a few things. Patron was uh, in the Dominican Republic last week. So that's why he wasn't with us. That's a tough assignment. I know, man. Hopefully you didn't drink too much. Uh, DM, you want to go ahead and get into the disclaimer and then we'll get going? Yeah, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Safe Moon After Dark again. If you wouldn't mind to go ahead and send this space out on Twitter, you can do that by clicking the up arrow button coming out of the box in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. If you wouldn't mind to hit that and tweet out this call-in space so we can get as many people in here as possible. Again, welcome to Safe Moon After Dark. Safe Moon After Dark presents informative content, news, and entertainment surrounding Safe Moon projects in the Safe Moon ecosystem, developing technology, and the cryptocurrency community. We want you to come strong to the mic. However, when you come to the mic, we want you to remain respectful to not only the hosts and co-hosts, but to other speakers and guests as well. When you share, please try to keep everything clear and concise. Try not to take up too much time as you want to get through all the content and hear from everyone in the audience. If you have questions, please contact us via our call-in DMs or Twitter DMs, and we will attempt to get your questions answered as soon as possible. A reminder that we are being recorded tonight and streamed to a variety of podcast and or video platforms. Please feel free to visit Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible to listen to this show or future shows at a later date. And if you would like to come up and speak tonight, please click the blue call-in button. That will be at the bottom of your screen, so we definitely definitely want to hear from you. And if this is your first time um, to watching the After Dark um, show welcome we definitely want to hear from you so come up don't be afraid don't be uh, stressed out about it we won't let you fail so come on up thank you we're going to get into safe moon and blockbusters tonight i promise but i want to get a few things straight because i'm tired of some of the bullshit that i'm seeing on twitter and make no mistake the only reason i'm really on twitter is to talk to my guys in preparation for the show there's a lot of bullshit being floated around First thing I want to talk about is somebody saying that they want our that we want our show to be controversial. 
But we do not want our show to be controversial. We want our show to provide information, education, and facts to the audience. We want to help everybody improve. And we want to provide a place for people to come in and have an open mic. That's all it's about. We're not going to censor things. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to go off on people, but we're going to say, we're going to speak our mind. So this is not about controversy. We're not here to create controversy. The truth is we don't want controversy. We get annoyed by it. I don't want hours of my day being taken up, having to refute somebody's opinion. And and that's just not going to happen. So, you know, that's number one. Number two is people saying that we don't care about people that there's nothing further from the truth on that. Okay. We care about everybody. What we don't care for is when people want to throw out hot takes at us and call us names and talk shit on Twitter. Okay. The reason we block you, it has nothing to do with us having thick skin or thin skin or whatever the hell you want to call it. The reason we block you is because we don't want to deal with it. Okay. When you got 18,000 plus followers, you don't want to deal with it. You don't have time for that shit. I'm going to spend time on the people that matter, the people that want to get better. And I'm not going to spend time on the complainers and the criers. I don't give a shit about. I'll say that right now. So, you know, if somebody's got an issue and they want to, you know, talk to me in a DM, okay, cool. We can handle it like adults. But if you want to come and tweet at me and call me an asshole, narcissist, whatever you want to call me, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to me to listen to you. That's just bullshit. And we're not going to put up with it. So, you know, hey, people can do what they want to do. Everybody has a choice. We have a choice whether or not we want to listen to it and allow it. To us, it's just negativity and we're just not going to put up with it. All right. So that's the other thing. One of these one of these people even went as far as to complain about us giving out tokens on our show. Right. We were creating wallets for people that didn't get in the blockbusters pre-sale. said that uh, we bent the rules by creating multiple wallets to buy this in the pre-sale. I mean, guys, come on. You know, that's total bullshit. If we do something where we're creating tokens for the audience, we're doing it because we care about the people. If you want to read into that and call that an ulterior motive, then that's that's on you. But you're weak in saying that. And yeah, we did acquire a lot of tokens, you know, some of us, because we believe in the project. And obviously the project's done well and the best days are ahead. I have no issue saying that. Okay. If you want to stalk my wallet, go ahead and stalk my wallet. If I gave a shit, I would just move it to another wallet. But I don't. I want you to watch it and smile just like I do. <laughs> so... I really don't care. You know, I didn't provide my wallet, but at the same time, I'm not, I don't care if you look at my wallet and track my trades. I really don't give a shit. That's how transparent I am. That's not my only wallet, by the way, but that's the wallet everybody wants to focus on. So, hey, fine. I don't care. It's really not. It's a non-issue to me, just so everybody understands. You know, the, the other thing, uh, I bought Crows early, right? Okay, great. Crows was bought early. All you had to do was look at two wallets interacting on a deck screener, and it gave you an idea that Croge was going to list on the safe moon swap. Okay. And then people want to point out that I sold, made not even 200 bucks on it. You know, so that's what's happening. People throw out a story, and it will be a general tweet or a general story that lacks detail. Okay. I bought, you know, I think it was like one point four or 1.5 bnb a croge and sold it and made like maybe 200 bucks who cares 
Like, why are we talking about this shit? Who cares? I'm getting caught up in things that don't matter. People talking about me selling before the uh, synthetic token tack. Nobody cares. It was 287,000 tokens. That's it. It wasn't even a million tokens. Who cares? You know? So I'm just getting all this out here. Look, you guys do what you want with the community. But when people start tweeting shit that's not true, you know, I'm not telling you to block anybody. I'm not going to do that. But some of these people need to be muted because the information that they're saying to you guys is just completely inaccurate. You know, I I tweet last week that I'm going to take off Wednesday's show and the rest of the week. Next thing you know, I'm getting DMs by the hundred, right? And I'm getting people tweeting at me saying, hey, are you ending the show? So you know who's doing this. You know who's saying this. Just mute them. They're just, they're just intentionally lying to you and trying to create a narrative. And that's BS. I don't do the backstabbing and bullshit. I believe everybody should have an opinion. I don't think anybody should be censored. I think everybody should have an opinion. 365, they can have their show. They want to FUD safe moon. They're wrong at least, you know, 70, 80% of the time, in my opinion. But I'm not going to try to shut that show down. That's their show. They decide to go on there. They have a voice. Everybody's got a right to their opinion, right? Like, that's just the way it is. People decide the validity in the show. But, you know, wanting to shut shows down, wanting to shut down opinions, are you that offended by it? Are you that insecure about it? Unless somebody's coming on the mic and threatening to harm and and hurt people or or saying something that's racist, you know, xenophobic, sexist stuff like that i don't see the issue i really don't we've gotten to the point where if somebody comes on the mic and they say something that you don't agree with that you go on this cancel you know campaign which is bullshit and I, and, I, and i'm speaking for anybody this just doesn't pertain to this show this pertains to anybody this cancel you know campaign is a solution to a problem is not a solution it's called you getting offended and you don't like it and you can't talk to somebody about it and you can't, it, you can have a different opinion. There's times we're going to agree to disagree, but you know, some of you guys think you're more, way more important than you are. And I'm not talking to our audience. I'm talking to other people. You know, we have people that aren't our audience saying things that are just complete bullshit. We're not here for controversy. So I wanted to clear that up. And the last thing I got to say is this, look, if you have an idea on how to do something and you think you can do it better, start your own fucking show. And we'll see how many people want to listen and we'll see how long you can do it. Because I guarantee you, a lot of people aren't going to want to listen to what you have to say. You're just going to sit on your ass and you're going to be able to talk for about five minutes. And then after that, you're not going to know what to do. Because I've heard some of this garbage out here. And it's, it, it is garbage, right? There's some good hosts and there's some good people. And then there's some people that have a much higher opinion of themselves than they really are. And sometimes people need to get checked. We don't think we're better than anybody. We came here to do a show to talk about Safe Moon, November of last year. That's all it was. We didn't have some grandiose plan. We were going to have, you know, a huge following or we were going to have, you know, a bunch of shows. We, we didn't even discuss the calling platform. You know, it was just Twitter. It was two guys coming on the show. And want to talk safe moon because we were that interested in it and we wanted to learn and we wanted to get to know people. 
that was it. It was that simple. It's turned into something where people have like all the speculation and conspiracies and bullshit. Hey, we don't care. We're still two guys and we got another co-host. So call it three guys in our audience up here to talk safe moon, the safe moon ecosystem. It's that simple. All the other stuff just does not matter. So I just wanted to say that before we get going. We'll go to Dan, we'll go to Patron, then we'll go to our panel. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, um, two points. You know, this week I was on a thread and someone who's who's pretty big in the community. I'm not going to use his name. I think that's, that's chicken shit to do that. But uh, I asked a question, which I thought was a legitimate question. You know, it was a concern. It was a concern that had been messaged to me by more than five people in different ways, but it was always the same concern. And I asked that question, and the comment back to me was, why don't you wait for information before you ask a question? Think about how stupid that is. Think about how illogical that is. Why don't I wait for the information before I ask a question? I mean, how the fuck are you supposed to get the information? without asking the question. So I asked the question and, you know, Don Bailey came back and he, he answered the question straight out. He didn't run from it. He knew exactly why I was wondering. He answered it. And that was that, but that was after about 50, you know, attacking comments. And it was just a simple question. So I think, um, it's important that as a community, we recognize that how are we going to react when people ask legitimate questions? Because we have legitimate projects. Blockbuster is a legitimate project. It's not a scam. There's nothing shady going on. We should have no problem with anyone asking any question they would like to ask. If we have a problem, that's a problem. Secondly, with tracking people's wallets, um, something I'm not, I'm not a proponent of. I'm definitely not a proponent of doing it and then publicly posting that information. I don't care what anybody's doing on their wallet. There are well wallets I'm interested in tracking down so that I can use those to strategically follow them and see what they're doing and see what projects they're headed towards. But as far as wanting to know what you people, for instance, are doing with your money, it's none of my business. It's absolutely none of my business what you spend your money on. It's absolutely none of my business what Chris puts his money in. It's absolutely none of my business. If Chris sells every bit of crypto he has, goes and buys a damn 1957 pink Volkswagen VW bug and lights it on fire, has absolutely nothing to do with me. Zero. It's the same for any of you. So I have a big problem when it becomes a, you know, Chris did this with his money, so he's not with our community. He's not a valid host of a show because he invested in this project and then he sold this project to make a little bit of money or a lot of money. That amount doesn't matter to me. I don't care. 
It's freedom. It's what this country is. It's free. You can spend your money wherever the hell you want to. So, yeah, I will stick up for anyone who is the target of that sort of thing, whether they agree with me, whether they're part of watching our show or not. I'm against that 100 percent. Very good points, man. I'm going to give you a stack on that. And there were two other that I wanted to make. And I'm so glad that with what you brought up that helped me make that as well. I saw somebody tweet that the only facts are the information that comes from the team. And that was the most asinine thing I saw all weekend. So the only, so according to this person, the only person, the only people that can provide facts are the team. So if it doesn't come from the Blockbusters team, then it's not facts. Okay. First of all, let me point something out. The CEO of the project follows me. I've known him since last year. I talk to him on a pretty regular basis. The, the project follows me. There's several members of the project that follow me that I can talk to and have a good, respectful conversation because there's mutual respect there. So according to this, if I see something and I'm unsure of it or I have something that interests me, I can't say anything or can't have an opinion. I have to wait for the team to release the information before I go on our show and talk about it. That was the dumbest comment I saw all weekend. I'm not going to name who said it, but it was completely stupid. You do not determine what when somebody says something. Now, if I'm coming on here and saying something that's not true, that's a different deal. But if I'm coming on here and asking legitimate questions, willing to listen and gather answers like we do on the show, have done for a year, that's a whole different deal, right? You don't have the right to tell us what is factual and what's not factual. You don't determine what we say. You don't determine the content of our show. I understand you don't like it. I really don't give a shit. Go in your hole. Go enjoy what you want to do and wait for the team to say something and you consider that factual information. Fine. That's your opinion. But you're not going to tell us how to do things. And the arrogance of which you come off telling us that the only information that's factual is when it comes directly from the team is a bunch of bullshit. And it's exactly why we don't need that kind of thing in our community, right? If somebody asks a question that's legitimate or has a point that's legitimate, that is not FUD. That's the other thing. People are overusing this word. FUD is fear, uncertainty, and doubt, okay? If I ask a question or if I say in a tweet, you know, uh, you know, great tweet, but it'd be better to, you know, have some, a live discussion on this, that is not FUD. Okay, we have a right to our opinion. I don't care how much money you have invested in this project. I don't care how high your emotions are. All right. People have a right to speak. You cannot censor people because you don't agree with their opinion. You cannot censor people because they said something that goes against what you're doing financially. Nobody's taking a shot. Nobody came on Twitter and said, hey, you know, this is this is not going to go well or this is going to this is not going to, you know, continue to grow as a product like none of that was said, not even remotely. And people just went off the handle, you know, and fine. You have your opinion. Like I said, we have a right to opinion. You have a right to your opinion, too. But we don't have to put up with that shit. If you're going to send tweets and call us names and, and, and all this, we're just going to block you. We don't have time, and we're not going to invest negative energy in negative people. So just wanted to make that point clear as well. Uh, Patron, I'm sure you got something to add here. 
Hold up. It, uh, it sounds like a whole bunch of kid shit going on around here. But anyways, um, listen, I had a good week outside of the country, which was wonderful. And um, I just want to say one thing, because I think this is going to relate to everyone. You know, the day a human being provides to you the money to your rent, the money to the to put the food on your table, the money for you to pay your bills, then that person has all the right in the world to tell you what to do, when to do, and what not to do. But if that shit is not happening, whatever the fuck we do with our own fucking money that we earn with our own fucking sweat, we spend it and we buy and we sell whatever the fuck we want. And if you are not okay with that bullshit, you can go lick some hard balls or do something out there because that's the only thing that you could do. And that's all I want to say. Because we are all human being grown men here, men and women. We do whatever the heck we want whenever we want to. And if somebody got a problem with that, speak whatever the fuck you want. We don't give a fuck. Plain and simple. Let's go to the next one. I'm willing to hear what everybody got to say tonight. Oh, this is going to be a wonderful night. I'm ready. <laughs> Hey, wait, last, before we do that, what do you have to say if you offended anybody? Let's go ahead and go back to that, which we've always said on the show. <laughs> if, I, if, if, if I ever offended any of you with my words or with the shit that I say, from the bottom of my heart, I'm going to tell you that I do not give a fuck. <laughs> we've been saying that since last year. Let's go to Bryson. Go ahead, Bryson. Pleasure, if you can hear me. Um, I I kind of do care about people's bag size, uh, to be honest with you. I, I mean, if if I'm, I, th I think it tells me, you know, how committed they are to the project or, or what kind of their belief level is. And I, I I'm not talking about someone who's, you know, can can really only afford a small bag. But if I'm looking at, you know, crypto control, for example, living in a nice apartment. And then he's, you know, fighting Safe Moon, and, and we come to find out that he's only got a million dollar, a million, you know, Safe Moon bag. That kind of tells me something, right? <laughs> and if if I'm hearing you ask, you know, detailed questions or, or trying to dive a little deeper and get some some understanding, and you've got, you know, fifty million plus Safe Moon. Well, that tells me something different, right? That tells me that you're highly vested into the project and uh, you've got concerns. And, you know, this this could be Blockbuster. It could be any project. I shouldn't really say SafeMoon uh, specifically. But, um, you know, and if the team can't answer for whatever reason, NDA or, or, you know, they just don't want to put certain things out there, then that's, that's fine. But that doesn't mean you can't dive deep and try to ask the, uh, the important questions. So for me, I mean, it speaks volumes. You've got a lot of people out there that, that talk a big game, and then you come to find out they're really only holding a small bag, and, and you know, they haven't really bought since the pre-sale. And, you know, that just tells me they're in it for the, you know, the hype or the, the notoriety of the community and, and just kind of want to hang around uh, for whatever reason. I guess, you know, Twitter is their life or, or who knows. But, um, yeah, I, I care about bag size. <laughs> Um, as far as, you know, Blockbuster goes, good news. Finally, you know, I think we're getting close there. So that's great. 
Um, I don't know if anyone heard. I know Don was on a couple spaces today. I didn't really hear him. But I, I, did he touch on staking? If anyone knows that, maybe could speak to that later in the show. Um, and, then, you know, safe man, what can you say? Uh, we're finally, you know, smelling the finish line here with the exchange coming out. So, you know, we knew it was coming. We knew they weren't twiddling their thumbs. And sure enough, it, it's, it's coming. And, um, you know, one point there, if you paid attention to the price, which I do every day, it did not budge. So, you know, when they do these announcements and you know, they're showing pictures of the exchange, the price was not affected in the least bit. So that tells me people are dead asleep on SafeMoon. And that's awesome <laughs> because it gives us more time to load up. So uh, for those of you, you know, that know what's coming, uh, you know what's going to happen into the price. So this is a good opportunity to get focused and, and uh, really, you know, top off your bag because uh, we do have time, right? Normally, back in the day, they do something like this, and I guarantee it would, it would set off a green candle. But, you know, that has not happened as far as I've seen, uh, which tells me it's only going to happen when it actually drops. So we, we have time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, he's right on some of these bag sizes. And I don't go looking for it, but let's just put it this way. We got some people in this community with the mouth of a Rottweiler and the bag of a Chihuahua. Okay. So like everybody has different like income levels and different responsibilities. A lot of people have kids and everything. And like, I'm never going to judge what somebody spends or sells or holds like that. It's none of my business, but if you're going to run your mouth, like you're some crypto expert, you know, you want to be the Rottweiler on Twitter. And then I see your bag, and it's a Chihuahua. I'm gonna laugh my ass off at you. I am, and I'm gonna have no problem doing it. Izzy, go ahead, man. <laughs> you call me laughing. <laughs> that's something that that's a, that's something that I've been processing through my head for this past year and some change now. And I, I've always felt that way. That exactly what you just said just now was. People just be barking and barking and barking, but you barely hold shit. And it's not to say that, you know, you don't matter, but God damn, man, this shit is overkill. You know, <clears throat> I made some good money this weekend, worked some more OT. Ain't have too much time for Twitter, but when I did jump on, I seen all the drama and the bitching. It's like, we are fucking adults acting like 12 and 13 year old children on Twitter. This shit is really getting ridiculous. We have to learn to accept the people's opinions and not take everything so fucking anal. Because it's not that serious. We have to be able to accept people critiquing, even if someone doesn't believe or starting to lose faith. There's nothing wrong with that. Help, help enlighten them. But to just start smashing on people because they start losing faith or they make a comment and it's like, oh, the fucking whole world is turning over. It's not. It's not that serious. We're on Twitter. Just grow some fucking balls. Be able to say I'm wrong if I'm wrong or, you know, something we agree to disagree. But when you start, a, you know, when individuals is 
throwing out comments and any kind of relation to people's family and stuff, man, you really like, you really ain't got no, no morals, no value, man, in life. Because to resort to that shit and chase people's bags all the time online, it's like, so what? Who gives a fuck what who sells? I don't care. I don't care what Chris sells, if he buys early, if he buys late. What I do, none of y'all fucking know about. And I don't give a shit if you did. But if I see fucking shit moving and I feel like I got a chance to grab something before it hits, that's not inside the trader, first of all. Because the product is already released. It's already on another DEX or another exchange. So you can buy it somewhere else. Like, we're here to make money. I don't know what the fuck these people are here to cry all day on Twitter, but I'm here to fucking make money. And, and I've been making money, and I'm going to continue to make money. We could all make money. Yeah, this is not... Like this is not the Red Cross, and we're not here to, like, be a nonprofit, right? Like, we're here to, like, work together. And, look, I mean, if somebody DMs me and asks me a question, I'll give you my opinion on it, right? And then if you ask why, I'll give you my opinion on why, right? Like, I'll take the time to do that. I mean, if anything, I've been guilty of taking more time to talk to people instead of less time. And if I don't get back to you sometimes, I'm sorry. I, I usually get back to you a day later. But most of the time, I'll talk to people and have an open conversation, right? I've spent a lot of time doing that. It doesn't mean that every we're not, not nobody's always right, right? Like there's going to be things, but like I'll give you what I have to support my position, right? And then you can decide how you feel about it, just like with the show. But man, I mean, <laughs> who cares? Like I don't have time to look at people's bags and their trading activity and what they do. I, I just don't care. You know, so uh, I hope everybody does well. I mean, I, I don't want anybody to. We learn through experiences. We learn through education. It's not about like you know continuing to have these these stupid battles. It's not leadership, first of all. So somebody brought that point to me last night. I thought it was great. They said, "Listen, you know, if I'm looking at this." What am I thinking of a person that's, you know, constantly coming at somebody in the community, whether you like them or not, it doesn't really matter. I didn't appoint myself to be the leader of the safe moon community. Okay. As it stands today, I am not the leader of the safe moon community. What I am is a guy that hosts a show. I have two co-hosts and we come on here and we give a no nonsense approach. We give you straight talk. We tell it like it is. There's no bullshit going on and people tend to like it. Some people tend to hate it. That's okay. They're not for us. They're not our audience. I'm fine with that. I don't care if they like it. We're not here to like mend fences with everybody here, right? Go ahead, Patron. Yeah, and one more thing, and I'm glad Easy you brought that up. Um, one thing that human being needs to learn in life. I mean, if they don't learn this, you know, that they got, it's something got to be really fucked up in their head is that you can mess around with any human being. You can mess around with me. You can say whatever the heck you want about me. I, I just don't give a shit. But don't go out and start talking about people's family. You know, don't start talking about their kids. 
you know, don't bring that shit up anywhere because the only way you will do it is on it behind a fucking computer or a fucking phone. Because if you were in front of Chris, myself, or Dam, or any human being, you wouldn't dare to mention somebody else's fucking family or their kids. You know, not in real life. You don't do that shit because a few things could happen. And you know what they are in front of somebody. But behind a computer, you know, that's very low level. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I I got, you know, very nasty words coming out of my mouth. But I would never in ever in my life would mention anyone's kids or their family. You know, don't don't cross that line. That's that's the most stupidest thing that I have ever heard in my life. So mess around, say whatever you want about any of us, but not 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 with the family. You don't do that. That's very low. Yeah, I saw the tweet. You know, and I'm not going to get into it, but that's why I don't have pictures of my kids on here, right? Because I know how people act. I know how stupid they get. They get upset and they want to. You know, I mean, like that's how far people get with this stuff. I don't talk about people's family. I don't talk about people's work. It's all about you and me. And if you got an opinion, I'll say what I got to say. You got you say what you got to say. And I don't take it past that. Because the truth is, I don't know your family. Your family's probably a good person. They're probably a hell of a lot better than you when you're acting like that. So I'm not going to have anything to say about your family. Because I probably like your family better than you. The second thing is, your work and your career is none of my business has nothing to do with the active discussion that we're having, right? But I will tell you this, a lot of you come on Twitter and, and call people names and, and talk all this shit. You would not do that in person. I guarantee you that. You would not do that in person. And I'm not saying that I'm some badass or anything like that, but I guarantee you at least 98% of you would not act that way in person. You just wouldn't, you wouldn't even, it wouldn't even cross your mind. Okay, you, you to look at somebody and say something about their kids. Or, look, Saturday, Patron doesn't even know this. I had a guy in a tweet say, should I execute him? You know, like talking shit with the uh, and it looked like a burner. It said like special forces. And my answer was like, you're not executing anything, man. You know, so some of these guys think they're real hard, and real tough. Look, you don't know who you're dealing with in life. I always tell people this. You know, people look at a person and they think they know them or they think they can size them up. I got news for you. I know people that have been in the military that are Navy SEALs that have done special operations. They're Army Rangers. They're not huge guys. They could be 160 pounds, 180 pounds, five foot eight, five foot nine. That guy would whip your ass in about 10 seconds. So you don't know who you're dealing with. You know, Royce Gracie jiu-jitsu the guy's 140 pounds he would pin your ass in about 20 seconds it's not about size or what somebody looks like you don't you, you want to make these judgments on people that's when you're going to learn in life you know because you don't know who somebody is or what they can do or what their background is so stop making judgments on people and acting like you can just handle a situation because you do not know and if you've been around uh, you know, long enough and gotten to know some people, you learn pretty quick, right? Like, and that's that's just my philosophy in life. Like overall, I've seen guys that are three hundred pounds get dropped quick. You know, I mean, it's not it's not one of these things where somebody's big and, and, and you know they're 
you just you just misjudge things and you just don't understand things. And when you get to that level and you start bringing up families and workplaces and acting like that, it just makes you look like a complete clown. Happy and successful people do not talk about somebody's family, workplace, you know, tweet all day about how they hate a person. You have a major insecurity issue. You have an issue in your life that you need to address. You need to look within and figure out what's going on with you before you come at other people. Let's go to Les. Go ahead, Les. Hey, uh, wow, what a week, you know. And um, I just want to bring it back to the value. The reason why I personally listen to the show and what I get out of it is all the information. And for me, the fact that you guys spend all this time doing the research and you bring the information out so that people like us as investors can understand the project and keep our confidence in it is of huge value, right? So when people just want to tear people down, and I don't know if it's because maybe they wish they were in your spot or what the the situation is, no telling, but whatever the case is, I just think that they're just, it's petty, it's childish. I mean, we can do a lot better. They can do a lot better. We can all learn from each other. That's why we're here to talk about these things, to discuss different ideas about it. And so we can all grow and learn. And all that kind of crap does is just detract from that that happening. And i got to say, if I hadn't been listening to this show and participating in the show, I wouldn't have found out about blockbusters. I can guarantee that. And thanks to this information, look at how well we're doing with blockbusters, guys. This should be a happy moment. There's no reason for this kind of crap right now. I mean, really. This is just it just doesn't make sense. I, I don't know what the, the driving motivation is, but I can tell you this. The people who are focused on the goal and stay focused on the goal and work towards that goal, they're going to get where they're going. The people who just want to bring other people down are going to get left in the dust. And that's my opinion. Stack them less. Yeah, and there are going to be some people that are going to be left in the dust. And I'm not here to upset anybody, but I'm also not going to sit back and be sensitive to that because some of some of these people are going to get left in the dust in a year, two years from now, they're still going to be doing the same thing and we're going to be in a different world and we'll still be doing the show. I mean, Patron and I have said that Dam's committed to that. We're going to come on here and do the show. And if we make a lot of money, we're going to come on here and talk about what's been successful and then we're going to help other people be successful. That's what we're going to do. And we'll give our effort and we'll, you know, provide our experiences in our education. Anything we can do to help people that want to get better, right? If you want to get better, we're going to help you get better. For those that don't want to get better and they want to get caught up in the bullshit, hey, they can do that. That's fine. We're going to go on two different paths. But we're just not going to, we're not going to deal with it. We're not going to engage in it. You are going to get blocked. You know, if somebody puts up a post saying that we're about controversy and not about education and facts, yeah, we're going to remove you. I mean, it's just not. We had people removed from the show. They can't even come on. Now. They wanted to listen every night, but they want to say shit behind our backs. I don't do the backstabbing. You know, if somebody has an issue and they got something to say, cool. You know, but, you know, there's a way to do it. Right. Like if you disagree with us, we don't have a problem with that. There's going to be plenty of disagreements. What we have a problem with 
is when you take a shot and you you say that we're doing something shitty, right? Or like you start tweeting out after we you know reply to you. You call us names and then we say something back to you, not even calling you a name, just saying, hey, look, you know, we don't agree with this. This isn't the right way. You know, this isn't FUD. And then you start tweeting out saying that, you know, we're a shitty person and all this. I mean, come on. This victim mentality is part of the problem. Men need to act like men. Women need to act like women. And every time you act like that, you're putting a black eye on the safe moon community and the ecosystem. You're representing it like shit. So if you care about your your project and you care about your you know your your uh, investments, then why put a black eye on everything? You know, or you just don't care. Maybe you're holding five hundred thousand safe moon, or like you know, five hundred thousand blockbusters, and it doesn't really matter to you, right? Well, there are people that are heavily invested in this, and it does matter to them, and they want to change you know their life, and they want to have financial security, and they want to provide for their family and the people they care about. That's why we're in this. We're not in this to get in these petty, you know, shit fests every day and have people talking like Rottweilers with a Chihuahua bag. If you got a Chihuahua bag, I mean, whatever, you know, but don't come out here acting like you're King Kong because you're not. Khan, go ahead. Was the be on a show, um, I was trying to figure out what projects um, that SafeMoon has not mentioned, right? I was trying to see, okay, I was just digging down the rabbit hole and like, what in the world have they got ready that they haven't even talked about? Like, I, I go back to the mesh network, the satellite, the comm system, the hardware um, piece to the windmill, right? Um, the hardware wallet, right? And I don't know, man. I don't. I really don't. You know, I'm not smart enough to know, like what, what really more options that they have coming out with. And I was in. I'm. I'm going in between that and then looking at the BBTF chart to see if any any buys or sells have happened to see if it's gone live live again. And so, um, I just it just it's just blows my mind. Like I sit at my desk when when you do the show, so that way I don't get distracted and I'm writing down on my paper, right? Just all the ways that the value of Blockbuster is going to increase. And now, before it was reflections, right? And now it's like looking at it, it's going to receive 2% of all buys and sells are going to be safe moon reflections, where safe moon's 4% is, is actual safe moon reflections to the holders. And so now it looks like, you know, it's going to be SafeMoon that's going to be a big contributor to the actual increase in value of Blockbuster. And that's, it's just, it's just like, so you have 10 million in volume, you know, 400,000 goes into the LP pool, 2% tax, then 2% stable coins, 900,000 goes to the holders, right? You have a sell. 3% goes to the staking pool rewards, 6% goes to the holders, 200,000, which is the 2%, goes into the liquidity pool, and then 200,000 in reflective tokens. And then you're having the value of all these eight different ecosystems increasing, right? And so I just, I talked about this morning, just when this thing goes live, you're going to see 
just nine different communities moon at the same time, especially if this thing's going live, right? And it seems like it coincides with the dropping of products by SafeMoon. So SafeMoon's going to start dropping products and they're in all of a sudden they're going to skyrocket. And the majority of the reflections in the LP pool are SafeMoon. So that's going to increase the reflections in the LP pool of Blockbuster, right? So you've got that creating value. You've got the supply and demand part, which when this thing goes live is, is going to be creating the value, right? And then you have the actual LP injections outside creating the value. So it's just like, man, like what, like the, the only negative here is obviously another hack, right? Um, I feel like they're doing everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen and they've got the right people around them. Um, but that's all I know. That's all I heard. Like, I don't know who it is or anything like that. Um, and then this thing going live and then you're going to have when the time frames up for the hyper launch, you're going to have Reflecto reflecting BBTF. You're going to have Crift reflecting BBTF and you're going to have Bitburn reflecting BBTF. And Everything is aimed at creating volume in this ecosystem, right? And it's just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. You know, reward the holders, reward the holders, reward the holders. You know, and when this thing goes live again, it's going to take what, another 11, 12 million in volume for anyone who bought in the pre-sale to gain their initial investment back, right? And that's with whatever the 11, 12-day break that we're going to have. And so you're talking at about four weeks in, you know, half of the time it being down to, to you know, to secure the contract and we're going to have our initial investment back. And so we'll be basically using profits. Dude, that's insane to even say that, like nothing like this has ever happened. Right. And then nothing like SafeMoon has ever happened. And it's apparent after seeing the screenshots today, these guys are working. Right. Not only do they have one product, they've got products that they've never even talked about ready to go right and i saw that screenshot for, it was from a while ago where it said you know are the exchange and blockchain coming out in 2022 and you got john replying you know that's the goal right so i mean just imagine imagine where we're at now and imagine this thing you know 100xing safe moon to four cents right and it's it's super possible. I mean, it's 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 really possible to happen. And also, it's going so the blockbuster volume is going to help there. The product volume is going to help there. And blockbuster hits a penny. That's a thirty three x from its launch price, right? From the pre sale price or the launch price. Sorry, the launch price. And so if it hits one cent, that's thirty three x. Three cents. I think three cents is a hundred x. And that's, I mean, I feel like we'd be there if we were live. So, and that's without them being on CMC, CoinGecko. You know, they had announcement they delayed. They have marketing they delayed. So, like, I mean, as you can tell, like, the next, through the end of September, in beginning of October, it's going to be super exciting to see what happens with this ecosystem. Like, I mean... Because, you know, I mean, if SafeMoon drops one of these things, they're dropping it all, right? And between that and Blockbuster and, and all the other things happening right now, it's like these things seem like the hot ticket items, right? 
in the bear market. And I'm super excited to see where it goes. So thanks for having me up. Super informative, man. Stack them. Con, good as always. And th there's a couple things I can add to that. One, uh, Don did touch on some of the people that he's done some work with, with the um, secure, security and the auditing. Uh, he didn't get in specific companies with the auditing, but what he did point out was that they worked with um, Dutch Programmer and Gluvis. So those are two people that we know that got revealed today. Uh, space with Sal, which was really good. Give you some insight on that. And uh, he is right. Like that's the, the volume with uh, blockbusters, and then the volume with Safe Moon is coming. And you know, it's almost like people have gotten numb to the fact of what's going on with Safe Moon. They're like, okay, and it's an announcement, but it's like people want to actually see. It. You can see that, that it is coming. They're beta testing this exchange right now. Multiple people are beta testing this exchange right now, and they have been. So there's some theories on when this is going to come out. One of the people I talked to said end of September. One of the people I talked to said October. I can't give you a definitive date, but what I can tell you is that they are beta testing. They have built it. We don't know what it's going to look like when it's finalized, but we're, we're not like five, six months away at this point, in my opinion. You know, we're, we're a couple months at most probably. Maybe three months. I don't know. But I don't think it's as far away as what people think. I think people have waited so long that when they see this, they're so numb to it that they're just kind of like, yeah, okay, we'll see. You know? But the reality is we're much, much closer than people realize at this point. And, uh, you know, blockbusters, we don't know when they're going to reopen trading. I would venture to say this week. They got one audit done. They got a second one they're doing right now. Don did say he didn't want to release who did the audits until after the audits are completed. All right. So that that's important. Uh, we'll get more information. We definitely will. I, I've asked Don about the distributor tonight uh, earlier. They put a lot of work in on the distributor. Okay. Uh, on the Bitburn side and on the Blockbuster side. What they looked at was they wanted less gas on the reflections because that was causing an issue, right? If you're sending out that many reflections and you have high gas fees, it can front run with that distributor. So that's something they focused on. He couldn't get into all the details on it, understandably. Uh, I did invite him on the show. He's on calls all tonight. He did say he might come at the end of the show. So we might get him on here. I'm not making any promises. But if he does, we'll have a good discussion with him. He sounded a lot better. Uh, he sounded like he was in a good place, you know, just based on his demeanor, uh, where he felt like they were effective moving forward. And I think they always were, but I just feel like he's gotten to a point now where he's he's feeling a lot better about things, just to give you some insight. I saw Wojak drop. Wojak can come back up at any point. Uh, we're going to go to Wes. Go ahead, Wes. Hey, what's going on, Chris, Samson, everyone? Hope everyone's doing having a great night so far. Um, I just want to touch upon, uh, I've been ghost lately on Twitter, this whole battlefield going on, um, bashing families and stuff. That's, that's childish, man. I mean, if you're, if you're doing that, the only says there's something wrong with yourself. And even if you uh, associate yourself with people like that, that tells you too, that there's an issue going on with you. Um, 
I wanted to touch upon uh, Safe Moon, uh, the the exchange they revealed today. I think they're doing a great job on that. Um, and I think the people who know about Safe Moon, they're still gathering up Safe Moon, trying to build up their bags. The smart ones that know about it, they just stay quiet, stay humble, stay gathering, not financial advice. But I think that's the best thing to do. As far as blockbusters, uh, I know we're all, all all over here. We're loading up, loading up BNBs, um, waiting for the right moment. Once they start trading, we all gonna jump in there. But yeah, just want to come up here and hope everyone's having a great night. Ignore all the negativity, all the clowns on Twitter, and just keep going, man. We're all going to the moon. Stack them, man. And I can tell you this: if I catch somebody bringing up somebody's kids or a family. In this community, I'm gonna lay the smack down on you with with a reply. So whether you like it or not, you can block me. You can get pissed off, but I'm gonna have something to say because I'm gonna question who you are as a person and question your character. Let's go to uh, we'll go Perry and then we'll go to uh, Will. Go ahead, Perry. Perry, are you there? All right, looks like Perry's not there. Let's go to Will. Go ahead, Will. Hey, guys. Uh, can everybody hear me all right? Yeah, we can. Coming in yeah, all right? You're good. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, man, uh, I've been kind of a ghost here for a minute. You know, lurked around a little bit recently, and uh, I didn't have kept up with everything going on, man. Just kind of did take a little hiatus uh, from uh, – Twitter and whatnot, but uh, it seems like, you know, as always, there's always something crazy going on. Uh, not really up to date with it all, but I uh, mean, I, you know, just checking in with everybody and hoping that everybody's, you know, can kind of see past all this, uh, this drama, man. And like I said, just look forward to all the things coming out. You know, it, I, I guess it was a good time to, to check, you know, see what was going on because it looks like the exchange is coming along and I don't believe it'll be, you know, long before it's here and, and, you know, a year from now, all this stuff, man, that's, that's happening, you know, we're going to look back and, uh, and it's just going to be, you know, like, it's not, it's not going to seem like all that big of a deal, man. It's going to be like, man, I remember that time, you know, all that craziness, FUD was happening and, you know, we're just going to look back and brush all this, all this shit off, man. Like that's, that's what's going to happen. But as far as things that are being uh, created, man, like, I, I, uh, I want to bring up again, I, I believe, you know, that there's going to be one of the things that are de- developed that, you know, we don't see is, is, uh, you know, the, the blockchain, you know, the, the, the ability of the abilities of the blockchain, I should say, you know, what, what it's going to be capable of, you know, there's just so many things out there that it's going to be able to do that are going to be groundbreaking. That I just don't think people have really done their research on blockchains. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that you have to look and see all the different types, you know, there's, and, and I think it's been mentioned before that we're going to be a bit of a hybrid blockchain. And if you go, you know, do, just do your research, man, see, see what, you know, that actually means and see what, you know, things that we're going to, you know, that can be created on top of it. You know, uh, there's, there's so many layers that we haven't really explored yet, but man, I just, I'm just glad to know that, you know, everybody's still holding, holding tight. And, um, yeah, man, I think, I think, uh, everything's going to take off here soon. And, and, I feel like, you know, sometimes, you know, just for mental health, we got to step back and, 
and take a moment and then come back to the table and, and, you know, refresh. And, uh, but man, yeah, just, you know, we gotta, we gotta keep it together, man. And, and, and keep positivity flowing for the community. Um, but that's all I really got for you tonight, man. I uh, might chime in a bit here later, but yeah, just, just great to be back on the show. It's good to have you back, man. Let's give you a stack. And the other point I wanted to bring up real quick is that when people tweet shit like this, they delete it too right after. So that's like the new cool thing. They'll tweet something, you know, saying something about your kids or calling you a piece of shit or saying that you did something that was unethical or you were involved in insider trading and then they'll delete it. Well, we're going to screenshot it and, you know, we're not going to allow that to pass. So if you, you want to say something like real cool and then have some people look at it and then delete it and act like that's no big deal, whether you delete it or not, your intent is wrong, right? Like if I'm going to say something about you and I delete it, that doesn't mean that it takes away from what I said. Like you, you just can't erase things like that, right? Uh, so, yeah. Let's go to Ash. Go ahead, Ash. Hey. I don't know who invited me up, but thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty excited about today's developments. Um, it kind of makes everything, all of this, the FUD, the, the you know, dissing people, throwing their families out there, it makes it all just start to fade away into the background and become so unimportant because what we have to do is look forward, move forward because crazy shit is about to hit the fan. Um, Don said earlier that uh, there's going to be three audits, but launch after two audits. We're apparently on audit two uh, today um, and he's negotiating an ongoing audit subscription. So that means that he's going to have someone constantly looking at this contract and the transactions and the, and the security and making sure that it's as solid as it can possibly be. And that's very, that's so reassuring. You know, you don't get this kind of communication or dedication to the security and the, um, um, the size of the project is really kind of coming to light. The size of the connectivity is really starting to show itself. This hint of the exchange, wow. I mean, who wasn't blown away when they saw this tidbit about the exchange? Ah, like, I'm so excited. I get goosebumps. I saw it and I was like, holy crap, it's really coming to fruition. All of our waiting, all of our pain, all of our suffering, all of our survival mode, all, all of the crises, are, it's all starting to kind of form a solid picture about where this is going, where this can go. And we're still in the beginning stages, you know, and we're we're probably still going to hit some bumps in the road, but you know that the people that are here now that are that they're here now and they survived all of this shit being dedicated to John Caroni and Don Bailey through all of this mess, we know that great things are coming. We know that our faith in this project, these projects, is not all for naught. We know this. And it's it's really just, I'm so fucking excited about what I see coming together. And um, 
I, I just have goosebumps. Just goosebumps. <laughs> I don't know who yeah. invited me up, but thank you. Oh, you're welcome anytime, Ash. We love having you up. Let's give her a stack of them. And she's right. Like, we've waited a long time to get to this point, right? And I'm not saying that the team has taken too long. I want to make sure everybody understands that. But there's been a lot of shit, and there's been a lot of tough moments, and there's been a lot of lows, and there's been lower lows, right? All with the promise of a greater future and greater tomorrow. And that's what it comes down to is vision, right? So you got to have the vision to rise above all these things. And what's funny is we're going to look back at this, like she said, and Will alluded to as well, a year from now, and you're going to laugh at a lot of this shit because none of this matters. Okay. What matters is the important relationships that you've forged during this time and the money that you've made. And at that point, you're not going to care about all this stuff. In fact, you're probably going to look back and say, I wish I had responded to it less. Right. That's really what I believe. So forward thinking. Go ahead, Joseph. What's up, man? What up, Chris? Damn, son. What's up? Um, dude, man, this has been a fucking great day, right? Um, honestly, man, I think the one thing that we just haven't talked enough on was cryptonomics, dude. What if they really got the fucking shit down? If they got cryptonomics, dude, talk about the money that is going to be pouring into the Safe Moon Exchange, dude. Especially if they got like Bitcoin, Ethereum, yeah, they will. Litecoin. Yeah, they're going to have a Bitcoin pairing for sure, I've been told. And that's a great point. I'm going to let you go back to it in a minute. But one of the things that was said to me, and I won't say who said it, this was about a month back. They said, you know, you ever notice with SafeMoon, the supply is right around $485 billion? I said, yeah. They said, well, why would they need that many tokens? It's like, shit. All right. Well, that makes sense. They're going to be burning billions of tokens. Go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, man. And it's just like, I just, dude, I know Khan's a, money, a numbers guy, too. And it's just like, I've just been going over the numbers. And it's like, dude, I have no idea where this thing can go. And, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, once these reflections start hitting and we start doing, you know, 100 million, 200 million in volume and we really start establishing Safe Moon Exchange as, as you know, let's just let's just say top 50 to be, you know, to keep it real right off the bat. Right. But it's just like, dude, imagine it's like, dude, I, I, uh, these people might hold and see these power of reflections on top of what Don's doing, on top of what Chris's doing. And it's like, dude, if you're in here early, you're sitting on a fucking gold mine. And, I, and that's what I've been trying to express to people. The numbers are all there. And I just want to say, you know, thank you for bringing me up, man. Safe Moon Army, fucking let's go, dude. Let's fucking go. Look, we've gotten to the point where we deserve to be here because we've all sacrificed the time and put our money in, right? And you're right. That's a stack of man. That's a great point. Like we're we've arrived at our moment. I mean, that moment is so near at this point. And Joseph, the other thing, you know, we're talking cryptonomics. Let's talk about global tokenomics as well, because I think they're damn close on that. What are your thoughts there? 
my oh yeah okay. uh dude global tokenomics man like you're talking about you know binance listings you're talking about all the major exchanges really wanting to get in on this because like imagine how much money is going to be leaving those major exchanges right it's like at some point they're going to have to do their wallet infrastructure to where it it helps them benefit right because um, like, again imagine like just a, just these bitcoin whales that are out there right that are just holding during the you know the down times or whatever that might be might be happening is that you're going to be earning reflections on you know and it's like dude this is going to be ridiculous so it's like for global tokenomics i think it's a must they have to combat it. Yeah. And the other thing, too, I think, is that I think we're going to see another wave where Bitcoin is going to crash down again. That's what a lot of people are predicting, where it goes like 15K or lower. So then I think you're going to have an opportunity for people to acquire more Bitcoin while it's low. Right. And then you're going to have a rise up into our next bull market. And I think it's going to accentuate things even more makes you even more bullish because now you're going to be trading even more Bitcoin. Let's face it. End of last year, 68,000 for a Bitcoin. How many people were buying one Bitcoin? You know, pieces of it. Satoshis is what they call it. But you get that thing down to 15K or lower. How many people are going to own a Bitcoin? Just look at the statistics. You got more people in the world that own one Bitcoin than have ever, you know, ever owned one Bitcoin. And we're in the 20s, you know, right now in Bitcoin. You get down to 15K or lower, you're going to have a lot more people with one Bitcoin. They, you know, you don't need a huge percentage of Bitcoin holders to use the Safe Moon Exchange at that point because you have so damn many that own a, one Bitcoin or more. Go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, and just to think about what cryptonomics can actually do to the market. You know what I mean? Just off of trade volume. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody's going to leave, you know, obviously not, because they'll probably sure. have restrictions on regions and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, if you're just holding and, and we're doing, say, you know, a billion in volume just on Bitcoin alone, and you're just holding it, it's like it's going to it's going to bring the market up, you know, not substantially, but it's going to keep, you know, it's going to keep pumping new you know coins into the into the system it's a continuous cycle at that point right like and and like you said you don't need like you even get like a small percentage of bitcoin holders small percentage of ethereum holders you know a small percentage of of take any token or coin out there you don't need like a huge percentage of them you only need a small percentage of them and then you bring everybody together and they're all getting reflections on the, on their tokens and coins. Yeah, you're going to want to be a part of SafeMoon. If you're not in SafeMoon, you're going to jump in pretty quick at that point. Yeah, it's, right? like, it's like, why mine when you can just, <laughs> just chill and hold it on SafeMoon Exchange? That's the whole point. It's like modern day mining, right? Right. Like that, that's, like, that's the whole theory behind it. Like A lot of people miss that point. Like, this is how I look at the design of this. Like, in the past, you had to hold something, and then you had to mine it, right, to increase it. And no matter how small it was, the point was you were increasing your holdings, whether you were mining Ethereum or mining Bitcoin, right? 
Well, now you, you're having a mining concept because you have an ever-increasing value without having to mine. So, yeah, I look at it the same way as you. <laughs> yeah, and just real quick, too, I'm just going to put it out there. I know it's not financial advice, but fuck it. It really is. If you haven't DCA'd yet, you better start. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, you know, this, this is just my prediction, and we'll see how this plays out. But I think when Blockbusters goes live, I think you're going to see people converting their reflections into Safe Moon, and then I think you're going to see some people swapping into Safe Moon too. I think like that's going to be a precursor before you start to have these product releases and exchange release. And I think we're going to see that steadily for the next uh, two, three months. You know, however long it takes leading up to the exchange, I'd say two months at this point. You know, month and a half, two months. But I think you're going to get a flurry of activity. And that's when it's going to get really interesting because once that gets released, you know, Blockbusters is going to play right into it, right? Like, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like, Blockbusters with those eight reflective tokens and Blockbusters is going to play into Safe Moon because then they're going to be reflecting 2% Safe Moon, right? So 2% on the buys and 2% on the sells. And then you're going to have those reflections coming in. So I think that's going to increase SafeMoon as well because I think Blockbuster's holders is only going to increase. You got sixty six hundred, but you're going to have Bitburn. Every Bitburn holder is going to be required to hold at least one percent reflective Blockbusters. So that's thirteen thousand holders. So now you're going to have approximately twenty thousand holders in Blockbusters, and then you're going to have people joining Blockbusters. So you're going to have twenty thousand plus holders in Blockbusters reflecting two percent safe man. i think a lot of people aren't realizing that go ahead yeah last question dude i know there's other people that want to speak um again i just want to say appreciate you guys for what you guys do only you know always holding down spaces um but here's my main question man do you think it's blockchain before exchange i don't and the reason i'm going to say that and this is just like a lot of times when i give you guys an opinion it's based on instincts and feel on conversations. Like people aren't going to come right out and tell me stuff. Right. But I will tell you that the, the whole focal point has been the exchange. Like when I talked to somebody, I was like, are we going to have more exchange listings? Is it going to be Binance? You know, is Binance coming? And, the, and what I was told, this was months ago, the entire focus in 2022 is product releases. Meaning, you know, Everything that they're going to release, whether it's a security patent or cross chains, exchange, their whole focus is on product releases. And blockchain right now hasn't been discussed. That doesn't mean we're not going to have a blockchain. I think we will have a blockchain. I just think it's so sophisticated that you're looking at December. Like, if we have the blockchain this year, it's definitely December, in my opinion. And if not, I think it's early 2023. But I think they've put that much time, effort, and focus into the exchange. I don't know. What's your thoughts? I don't know, man. I think they've been testing that blockchain on D1, dude, this whole time. It's been really active this last week, um, just looking at the V1 contract. And it's like the only thing that would really make those price jumps would be a blockchain testing so because you have no volume unless it's their volume that they're pushing so it's just like 
I don't know, man. It's just really, it's, uh, yeah, it's up in the air, but it's, I find it very interesting that, you know, the, the CEO of glow, Brian, I asked, he was talking about him, you know, they wanted to do a V3 contract and, um, they didn't, he didn't really, you know, talk too much about it. And then I asked him, I was like, I was like, well, we all know that SafeMoon's building their blockchain. Is it your timeline or is it more of a SafeMoon timeline? And he's like, uh, no comment. So <laughs> I was like, I asked the right question. <laughs> Lately, there's been there's been more no comments. Like Don even said today, he just said NDA when somebody asked him a question, right? And like, you know, the thing the other the other thing with Don too, right? That a lot of people forget is Don came out right from the shoot, like right from the beginning and said, look, we're only going to go on exchanges that have global tokenomics. We're going to be on the SafeMoon blockchain at some point. Like he was very like clear about that, right? Which to me tells me the timeline's not as long as people think. Because if you were a new project and you know you were thinking it was six months to eight months out, I don't think you'd be talking about exchanges with only global tokenomics. I'm just kind of reading the tea leaves here. Now, I will say, to be fair, the, the conversation where I was wondering about blockchain was months ago. So I can look into it a little bit more. But for right now, I think there was it was just like all hands on deck with the exchange, right? Uh, and, and then John had a tweet. It was like right after our show one night, and he was talking about billions of transactions and how it has to be multi-layered and you got to build something sophisticated right so like he's listening he's listening and he's the point was we're going to make it it's going to take longer because of the volume we're going to have right and so like you get that and i get that but the outsiders looking in right now they don't get that they don't understand the complexity of it uh damn you want to touch on this for a minute I'm going to have to come back. My my uh, speaker's messing up on me. You're good. I can hear you now. All right. Uh, jo- Joseph, good points, man. Really good points. Let's go to Hoddle. Go ahead, Hoddle. Hey, Chris. How's it going, buddy? Oh, good, man. It's that familiar sound of machines working in the background. I know you're a hardworking man. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I'm down. I mean, my... My whole thing is, like, I can't wait. I mean, I've been busting my ass today, but I logged in the show just so I could, you know, represent. I'm up here to say hi real quick. But, you know, my my biggest thing is going to be when I can listen to this and not be at work at this time on second shift. And what I'm looking forward to the most, let's not forget, once that volume kicks in, everybody's bags are going to double within the first, what, 30, 60 days. So, just keep that in mind. I'm going to keep preaching that. That's what I'm looking forward to. I got my uh, bag right where I like it to where I think if it doubles, I'll be real happy in the position it's in. And uh, that's my plan is just to, to wait for my uh, stash to grow and then start taking my reflections and start listening to this at home instead of at work. <laughs> I like hearing the machines in the background, man, because every time, I've gotten so accustomed to hearing them when you come up. It just makes me feel at home, man. So when we get to the point I don't hear it in the background, I'm going to feel a little weird, to be honest with you. 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm tucked away in my office right now. I mean, that you're hearing that from the plan. It's 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 crazy out there. A hardworking guy, man. I appreciate you. One day I'm gonna come out to Chicago. I'm gonna buy you a few beers, man. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, sorry about that. I was having trouble hearing. I could. I think you all could hear me, but I couldn't hear you. But it's definitely the Safe Moon Exchange is going to change everything when you think about it. When you take a token like Blockbusters, for instance, the biggest challenge for any reflecting token is what? It's getting listed on a six. And we've seen what getting listed on a centralized exchange does for tokens like sheep for instance it just blew up you know when coinbase listed it it was game over so that has always been the biggest challenge for reflecting tokens um, above everything else you know the reason no one wants to do it is it takes a lot of work to maintain that to keep track of a single reflecting pool has been a challenge with getting SafeMoon listed, for instance. When you take a token like Blockbusters that has eight reflecting tokens that also reflect, you know, when you try to go take that idea to an exchange, it's very intimidating to them. And to get the volume that is going to cause Blockbusters to go off the chain, and I mean off the chain, it will take having that easy single click buy button. And with the SafeMoon Exchange, we're going to solve that problem. So you will have tokens that reflect tokens that reflect tokens. You know, Blockbuster is probably the first person that has done that. They are the first person that's done that. But they're definitely not going to be the last. So when you can have an exchange where you have tokens that reflect multiple tokens that also reflect tokens that maybe even also reflect tokens, you know, where, where can that go as far as the tokenomics to drive volume? And then when you have global tokenomics, it makes that ability to do that global. So any exchange can do it once you have that. So the amount of volume that can drive, I mean, just just because of that, just being able to list multiple reflecting tokens that also reflect tokens on a centralized exchange and have an easy to use, accessible, safe and secure button that you can push one button and you can buy that token. You know, you're not having to worry about slippage. You're not having to plug your wallet into a DEX. You're not having to do any of those things that intimidate, you know, the majority of Americans and the majority of people globally. You know, um, that changes things. And then you add being able to post your Bitcoin, Ethereum, to uh, have cryptonomics there, to have staking to have uh, multiple pools of staking, that's an entirely different subject. And then to be able to post your funds to that exchange and participate in everything on that exchange, 
Um, we speculate you will be able to do that without actually putting your funds physically on that exchange. That decreases the risk. That decreases a the fear that we see with these exchanges going defunct. You know, so th- it's it's truly a revolutionary thing what they are about to do, and it will change the entire crypto landscape. Not just for SafeMoon, but it's something that will change the entire crypto landscape, whether that's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, or whatever. Damn good points, man. You know, and, I, and I'm going to say this too, because not everybody thinks this way, but I, I'm going to just be very candid here. You know, everybody knows that Don Bailey's a smart guy, and he is a smart guy. And I think the reason he got this out based on the timing is because he knows what's coming and he wants to get in before all this happens. I think that he's been working on this for a long time, but I, the, the timing is important. Timing is everything in life. And there was no way in hell that Don was going to release this after all these products were delivered with safe moon. And he's smart enough to realize that it, it wasn't, it didn't matter if it was a bear market or a bull market or what the hell was going on. He was going to get this out before they started to release products and catalysts. And so I think everybody needs to realize that too. There's a big picture to all of this, but Blockbusters was not something that was going to get released after the product releases. He timed this a certain way. Yeah, they got to get some things fixed. Not everything went as planned. But he definitely wanted this out before everything started being set in motion. Let's go to my man, J5 in the 757. J5, how are you? All my people's here tonight. What's up, everyone? We're here for you, man. You are uh, What's good? You are, in the, you are in the After Dark Hall of Fame. Go ahead. I'm, I am the Hall of Fame. No, man, I've been grinding, brother. I've been grinding hard, man. I'm a... Uh... I'm real close to that 20 million state moon, man. So, uh, been getting it in, you know, and, uh, I don't know, man. I've been just, uh, heard a lot of things over the weekend. I've seen a lot of things over the weekend. Uh, I dare somebody to track my motherfucking wallet and judge me when I, when I take profits on this, because when the exchange hits, (laughs) I guarantee I'm going to be in some profits. So, you know. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I dare people to come judge me for what I do with my motherfucking money because ain't a soul paying my fucking bills. <laughs> so, you know, um, I've been real low key, man, because I may say some hurtful things, you know. Uh, and uh, most of these uh, people around Melrose Place and all, you know, they they, <laughs> they, they just uh, they don't know how to take that type of shit, you know, but. uh I'm going to leave on this note, though. You know, big things are coming for us. Uh, This is going to be a great end of the year. But I promise you this. If you ever come on Twitter and say something about my child or threaten my motherfucking child, I dare you come to 757 because I got a hot ball for your ass. (laughs) You know, the other thing I said, the, the Melrose Place, I love that reference, man. The other thing I said the other night was, (laughs) I said, you know, some of these people that are tweeting, I said, you guys are like the Golden Girls. You remember the sitcom? I said, you guys should all move in 
together and bake cookies and watch sitcoms. I mean, he's just like, you know, share each other's Twitter handles and just tweet all day. I mean, come on. Guys, he's grow the fuck up. Let's go to Wojak. Go ahead, Wojak. And stack them, J5. Go ahead, Wojak. Good evening, Chris. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Everything's great. It's great to be back with everybody. How are you? Good, man. It's absolutely great to be back here, you know, with all the regulars, Dan, Patron, all our good friends, J5, and everyone else, Les, Izzy, everyone, Bryson. You know, if I missed anyone, I'm sorry. But, you know, Chris, I wanted to share uh, something very interesting that happened to me over the weekend. So I want to call this what I experienced firsthand is the safe moon effect. So I had this is 100% a true story. A few weeks ago, I was with a friend of mine and we were in a we were in an Uber coming back from an event together. And this is actually really funny, Chris. Uh, we were talking about uh, Blockbuster and, you know, I, I was just listening in the car and it was on the uh, on the phone. And he knows nothing about crypto. And he was just listening and he was rambling on about, you scam artists. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, of course he wants you to do that. He, he literally had no idea what he was talking about. Right? And I was just sitting there chuckling to myself, not going back and forth with him. And then what happened was, is after Blockbuster launched, you know, um, you know, it, it was very nice for a lot of us. And I saw him and I was like, hey, uh, why don't you take a look at this? I showed him my wallet. And... Um, I thought for a moment he relieved himself in front of me, the face he made. And I, I was like, he was like, what the hell is this? He goes, he goes, is that, is, he goes, is that real? I'm like, I'm like, it's as real as you can imagine. And in that moment, I realized something piqued his interest, right? So let's fast forward to this weekend. This weekend I was with him on a, um, we were on a six hour road trip. We were going to a concert and same friend of mine. And I had him trapped in the car and I started talking to him about safe moon. And um, the more I explained to him, the more interested he got. And I noticed something. I noticed that this is exactly what's going to happen to everyone else like him, you know, and he's a good friend of mine. So it's like those of us who are here right now, we are proactive and people who are proactive and patients are always the ones who win in life. Those who are reactive and impatient are the ones who are lucky if they get a little nibble at the end. You know what I mean? And in the car ride, I explained to him, you know, at five hours to ramble his ear off. And I said, listen, look at my wallet. I think you should shut up and listen this time. I'm not going to listen to you. And he listened. And at the end, he opened up a safe moon wallet. He's a buddy of mine. So I sent him a couple BNB. I said, take it, get yourself some safe moon, shut up and listen in the future. And I think there's going to be a lot of people like that. We're going to follow suit and we're going to absolutely be the ones who are going to reap the most benefit because we are the ones who are here and we are proactive and we are patient and we are ready. And I just saw that happen, Chris. And it was like, wow, how many millions of people like my buddy are there going to be? when this exchange launches, when it starts spreading word with the name we have, with the army we have, it is going to be absolutely diabolically awesome. And I cannot wait, man. Yeah, stack them. 
And that's why I keep telling people, like, quit getting caught up in all the bullshit every day, man. You know? Like, it's like this. You're going to have certain people you like. You're going to have certain people you don't like, right? Workplace, family, uh, you know, friends, you know, hanging out. Whatever you're doing in life, there's going to be people that you attract and there's going to be people that you don't attract. There's going to be some people you don't really care for. But, man, the mission of what's being done with safe moon blockbusters the ecosystem projects in the safe moon you know galaxy as we call it all that is so much more exciting and so much more important than personality conflicts what i think this really is is it's almost like a social experiment at this point you could do a case study on this you have people that have been together so long in this mission that are frustrated right and impatient that they're turning on each other that's really what's going on go ahead bryson lucky is your buddy too right like not really paying attention at all to safe moon and he's able to like get in at this price i mean think about this price for a second right like every i was buying all last year and i wasn't even buying at this price it was much higher so the fact that we're you know able to get this price for this long i mean it's been going sideways now for a while so your buddy is just like he doesn't even know how lucky he is and the timing of it right so you know do i think the price is going to go down or up right it's been going sideways for so long it's pretty pretty solid you know foundation you know as far as the you know resistance points so um and then we got the exchange being hinted like it's coming it's coming in the next month let's say two months, three months, whatever that is. But your buddy's going to experience something that's going to just blow his mind. Um, and the same with Blockbuster. I mean, think about Blockbuster for a second. How many holders? Like less than 7,000 holders? It's like... 600, man. I mean, it's just... Think about this. Think about this. I mean, thank God we're paying attention at this point in time, right? I mean, uh, yeah. the, the opportunity is just mind-boggling. And you know, I, you said a lot of people are going to swap back and forth. You know, it, it's a tough decision, right? It <laughs> it's is. Like, yeah. I mean, think about that decision. Like, do it you is. give up some of your blockbuster? I don't know, man. It's, it's just yeah. so damn valuable. <laughs> it is. It is. A, I mean, for a guy like, well, for, for some people that have a lot of safe moon, right, then it's probably not as hard of a decision. But for some people that want more safe moon or have a higher goal, then it's more of a decision, right? Like, wait, like. Like you said, I mean, you, I think you get to a point where you can't decide and maybe you just divide it equally, right? And let it play out. Like, like you know, <laughs> I mean, and, 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 and I'm super, I mean, super bullish on safe. Man. But you also got to look at the passive income with blockbusters and you got to look at the fact that you're in so early. I mean, I was talking to somebody today and I'm not making a price prediction here and we're not pro- providing financial advice. So I want to say that before I say this, but. I, I was talking to somebody who's a very experienced trader, does not work, you know, stocks, crypto. And I said, you know what? I mean, even conservatively, I think we're looking at a 20x from here. And he said, easy 20x was his reply. He said, I think we go greater than a 20x. I said, Shit. From where we are right now, I'm not talking from the beginning of the project. You know, a lot of these projects, when they're two, three, four months in is when they really, get, I mean, Grove, hell, was it 80x almost four months in. Uh, so, you know, that's the pattern. Uh, go ahead, Joseph. 
Sorry, my freaking mic has been tripping out. No, that's cool. So I just wanted to chime in. Like, I totally agree with that, right? And this is kind of where, like, we still haven't seen the full power of what blockbusters can do because of the hiccups, right? Yeah, exactly. We haven't seen the full momentum. Right. So think of it this way, right? So you have the scene. You have the utility of the deaths and then soon-to-be centralized exchange. If they still have that 0.25% tax that goes into every trade outside or just just any trade that's done. Yeah, they do. You have, yeah, so if that's done on the centralized exchange and on the decks, you're talking about massive amount of volume there. That, and uh, the card, too. Zero. Yeah, and the card that's going to give you reflections and buyback and burn as well. Yeah. You're going to have four things that are going to be benefiting Safe Moon all the time. Yeah, because you the... have blockbusters that's a buyback and burn or a buyback and reflect. Yeah. The card, so the card's like... going to be 2.5% too, you know, transaction fee. So, right. Uh, yeah. So it's like that's where it's like it kind of made my my thing a little bit easier where I was just like, you know what, dude, I'm going to stack up as much as I can on my safe moon. I'm going to bring new capital even if it's like 100, 300 $500, put it into Blockbusters and just let it chill and then I can get that income coming from that and just hold on to it for I don't even care how long and Safe Moon's still going to be my number one priority because of how much I put into it so it's just like just doing the numbers that way I I think I've, I heard Khan uh, say the same thing is Yo, dude, like like I said, if you haven't stacked up on your if you haven't DCA, dude, you're stuck. You're gonna get stuck once if this thing launches, you're behind. So I'm telling you, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it what's it, it's interesting because like now it's a strategy at this point, right? It's a strategy with passive income, it's a strategy of being early on a project. And then it's a strategy with the long-term project. So there's that juxtaposition between the two, right? Because they're like in completely different stages and then they're completely different. But it's really interesting. Like, how do you do this from here, right? There's a lot of analysis. There's a lot of of studying and figuring. And that's why we have this show. You know, we can't just tweet about it in a hundred characters, right? Like that's, that's not doing it justice. You need to get on here and you need to get some smart people and they can give their points of views and what they think is effective, right? Because that benefits everybody as a whole. You really want to benefit the ecosystem. You want to benefit an audience. You want to have the best show in cryptocurrency. That's what you do. You get a lot of people on here and you talk about your strategy and what's effective and then let the people decide what's best. With the goal being that everybody be successful, right? Beard, go ahead, man. Oh, can I go? Okay. Hey, how y'all doing? I love you guys and ladies. Can you hear me? I can hear you, man. Yeah, we're doing well. We got a lot of women here too. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Yes. Um. So coming from a smaller bag guy, like as you guys are all stacking safe moon, I was also stacking safe moon, right? I bought it at an all-time high, right? 
but I've also like bought all these other partner projects when they came out. I kind of go Don Bailey style, you know, where I just like throw like 30, 50 bucks at the ones that get on there, you know. And now that he's come up with this thing that reflects all of them, it's freaking genius. You better buckle the fuck up, Buttercups. <laughs> he always ends up with buckle. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, I mean, it, he's done some smart things, man. It makes it easier to hold a lot of projects. And I think for the people that have done that, I know Will's done that, Don's done that, you've done that. It's a good strategy. To throw a little bit of money in everything. I never did that in the past, but I think it's effective. Go ahead, Les. Yeah, I just wanted to, to circle back on, on Wojak and getting um getting your, your friend to get into Safe Moon and that whole story. Like that's just great. I love it. Um I think that that's one of the best things that we can do is give back. You know, if if we're in a position to, no one's saying everyone should. I mean, some of us have a little bit more disposable income and we have different life circumstances and so on. But I think educating people and showing them, I just get a kick out of it. And anyone that, you know, you can get to, to join the army and be part of this, just know you're helping them out in the, in the future. Right. So you're going to, you're going to get rewarded by seeing them get rewarded. It's just the coolest thing ever. And I just really love that story of how you spent that time and your friend eventually Got the wallet and, and it's who knows, maybe your friend will start to buying stacks himself. I mean, I don't know, but really love to hear these stories. I don't know if you guys on the panel, if any of you have any stories similar to that or other stories, but I just love hearing the ways that people get people into the army. It's really cool. You know, I think Les, one of the things I would tell you being on this journey a long time is that Safe Moon is so complex for people that are new into crypto that uh, a lot of times the ideal situation is where you have a conversation over a length of time. It might not just be in that one conversation. It might be over several times. But I think a lot of times what happens is our interactions are like 10, 15 minutes with people and they don't understand it and they, they, they don't get into it. But if they came on the show, they listen to the show or they're in a long car ride like Wojak is, they're more likely to understand it and be, become involved in it. Wojak, you would probably agree with that as well, right? Yeah, Chris. I mean, if if you're gonna, if someone's gonna sit in front of me and tell me that they can explain Safe Moon to someone in ten minutes, I'm gonna tell you they don't know what Safe Moon is. That is utterly impossible. It takes so much time, especially if someone's not into crypto, let alone not into crypto, skeptical about crypto. Because I was explaining little things to him, and I would notice every minute he would have some sort of fud type of mentality regarding it. Like if I mentioned a tax. He would be like, oh, that's a Ponzi scheme. You know what I mean? Or if I mentioned some other thing like, uh, you know, getting listed on an exchange, he'd be like, Binance, didn't they just ban that in, like, in, in, in the province? So it's like, not only are you explaining, but as you're explaining, you also have to then like kind of debunk these little misconceptions that they have. And it, you cannot do that in 10 minutes. We could all talk about SafeMoon all day. So that was such a, a great period where I had him trapped in the car and like I said, I, I use that Blockbuster's uh, wallet to basically show him like, listen, there's a lot of us in this community. We know what we're doing. We want to like help. And we're, we're glad to be here for our friends and family and our community members. And Les, you know, man, you're absolutely right. I really look forward to seeing his wallet do well. 
that'll make me very happy. The only problem I made is I told him how much I have and I, he's my childhood friend, so I don't really care. He knows how much I have. And when this thing takes off, his wallet's not going to matter. He's going to be like, buddy, come on, let's go. What am I going to do with this? So that's a little mistake I made, but it's okay. I'm only doing this because I want to <laughs> share with family. So if you're not sharing it, who gives a shit? If you have a billion dollars and you have no one to share it with, it's useless. So I don't care. I look forward to it. No, you're right, man. Like if you end up doing well at this and you're, you're just going to be one of these, you know, old misers, right, that holds on to it and never does anything, then what fun is that, man? Like do something good with it. You know, and it's funny because like we've talked about this for so long, what this will become, what this will be, right? And so many people have dismissed this and just looked at this and just been like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. You guys are just hyping it. There's nothing there. It's down 90%. Okay. You know, good things take time, man. Like, nobody said that. Look, if we knew that we were going to be able to get it for a lot lower later in time, a lot of us would have held back and then bought in later, right? We can we can say that. That's a legitimate point. But <laughs> the end result's what's going to matter. Like, that's what's going to matter. You're not going to look back at this a year or two from now and say, well, shit, I was down 90%. You know, I invested 50K and it became, you know, 5K or, or 8K or whatever. You're not going to care because when it, when it goes up, you're going to be like, all right, well, I wish I had accumulated more, but at the same time, I'm successful, right? Go ahead. Hey, Chris, I just want to quickly add on that point you said, and I think you're absolutely right. And just to anyone who's thinking like, oh, I invested too early if I had invested now. I, I think this will ring true for a lot of people, for me especially. I would have never, ever in my life put as much money into Save Moon as I have if I had not been doing it over this period of time. Because as I learned more, I invested more. I could not fathom putting this much money in and one shot at any point. So to me, the process of DCAing naturally came through my education of the project so even though the price is low right now i don't really care because i have more than i ever thought i would precisely because i was getting in at the top coming down and learning in the process so to say that if i put that money in right now i would have five times more to me that would never ever happen in a million years i think that would be a very foolish thing for me to do so the process is in the coming down, DCing and learning. So, so I think that's something everyone should just remember. It's a good point. A couple things. There's a little bit of a delay on the mic when you hit it. And then if somebody's speaking and you come up on the mic, it's going to echo it a little bit. Go ahead, Les. My apologies. I was just trying to flash to get the attention. But yeah, I just uh, wanted to circle back on that and you know, those are some very great points. And uh, just to let you guys know, I my, my approach, maybe you guys can critique it, but I, I like to first just give people a little bit. And then I, I say, you know, get back to me in about a month or a few weeks. And I tell them to screenshot it. I say, I want you to focus on the tokens and tell me what the tokens look like in two weeks or, or whatever, right? And then when they see there's more tokens, then I can go into the explanation of what a reflection is and stuff like that, start getting their interest. And then I'll say, hey, listen, if you have any questions about this or want to learn more, then I introduce them to the show. And then that, that way they can come on the show 
or at least listen to it and learn from these discussions. And I think that that's, for me, has been a pretty effective approach. But if you guys have any better ideas, I'm, I'm ears. I think the key with people, and, and this is business too, not just safe moon, is you got to be patient. And the number one adage that I was told many years ago by somebody was you cannot ask more of a relationship than the time you've invested in it. So if you meet somebody in five, 10 minutes in, you're telling them to invest in something and you haven't invested in that relationship and built that rapport with that person, then you're ineffective and they're not going to listen to you and, th- and they tune you out. Most people only retain about 20% of what you say. So you have to build a relationship with a, with a person. If you know that person, like Wojak, you've known this guy since he was a kid, that's a different deal, right? But if you just meet somebody and you're talking to them and you just start going right into a hard sell on crypto and then you tell them about safe, they're going to be like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. <laughs> they're going to want to get out of that conversation. You got to invest time in that relationship understanding what's important to that person in their life, value them as a person, get to know that person. And then if they want to talk about it, you know, talk about it, but don't overdo it. A lot of people overdo things when they talk to somebody and then they just tune you out. That's not anything in life, you know, any business you're involved in, any decision maker you're meeting with, anybody you're talking to about crypto, if you overdo it, people are just going to, they're going to, they're going to walk away. They're just uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's just not going to work out. So uh, it's important to have that rapport, build that relationship. You know, guys that I know that close multi-million dollar deals, working, you know, high-end business, they'll have several meetings before they sign that contract, whether it's software development or it's cybersecurity or whatever it is. It will start out with a, you know, a first-time meeting, and then talking about the company and then another meeting and then specific to their plans. And then, then they'll go into the contract. Imagine walking into that office the first day and pulling out a contract and saying, you're going to pay us 10 million over the next, you know, four years. And we're going to handle all of this for you. And you haven't taken the time to build that. Like it's not going to work. Right. It's just, that's not the way things go. People got to be able to, you know, feel somebody out, understand them, get to know that person a little bit before they're comfortable doing business with them. You're, you're not selling the product always or selling your service. Really, it's about transfer of emotion and it's about that person having confidence and faith in you as a person and liking you. There's a likability factor there. If they don't like you, they're never going to want to do business with you, no matter what it is. I don't care if you're selling a vacuum cleaner, a car, or insurance they're never going to do business with you if they don't like you go ahead joseph yeah and i just wanted to you know yeah it's like overall trust in in an industry is huge right once that trust is gone it's gone like it's always kind of like i work in sales so it's like it's always like when you get that um you know you have that one bad review that reaches 10 people that one good review that reaches one person so it's like you know, yeah, trust is huge. Um, but you know, and it's like, I wanted just to kind of, again, talk about like the unpredictable, uh, I'm trying to think of the right. We, we just don't, we can't predict where safe moon will go. So it's like overall, when you have, what is it? Um, 
when you have like major holders um, that are going to be seeing the power of the reflections, right, that are going to be coming in. So my strategy that I've looked at and I've done my numbers on with the Safe Moon Glubis calculator um, is to sell my reflections every year and grow and pretty much sell it by like a 90% ratio so I can grow my bag by 10% every year. So it's like I get more and more reflections every year. This is where it changes the game a little bit, right? Is overall, if if you have major holders that are, are going to maintain their bag for a long period of time and just sell the reflections that they receive, plus you have the utility behind SafeMoon with that buyback and burn feature, is basically you're going to get to a point where the supply is so low to where it's trying to buy and burn when there's very low supply. And what is that going to do? It's going to cause the, the price to go to places that we don't know. So it's just like, this is where it's unpredictable. And I, 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 I've said it to many people. I have no idea where this thing can go because we just haven't seen anything like this especially when the volume kicks in because we still the only time i've seen the volume over you know over 100 million was in the very beginning when i was getting reflections like stupid crazy and we were doing like you know what i think that we topped out at like 350 million in volume on b1 when it took off so it's just like i it's it's mind-blowing to me what this could do. And it's like, I know, whoa, Jack, Chris, yourself, I know a lot of people in here that, you know, that are probably, you know, some good solid bag holders that know how much money they can make a year off of, or get an, an idea, right, uh, of what they can make off of a year of holding and just selling your free tokens. So this thing is completely different. And especially, you know, with the partners that they have, it's, it's, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. And it's like, I can't, I can't believe I'm, I've, I've uh, been here since April of last year and I've never wavered. I've, I've always believed and didn't even give a shit. Like I just, you know what? I see the math that's involved here. And the logistics that they've been putting on, especially getting more professional every day, it's like, dude, I'm in love with this project. I can't believe I got in this project as soon as I did. And it's just going to change a lot of people's lives, man. Just wait. It is. And, you know, it's like, I think over time, people are less willing to talk about it and realize it less. I think last year, you know, we got into like November, October, November, December. People were getting really excited and it was, you know, you could feel it. It was palpable, right? Like you could feel that electricity. I mean, hell, we did a show in December. We had 2,135 people at one time on the show. I mean, you don't, you just don't see things like that, right? New Year's Eve, everybody was, we had a ton of people on that, on that show. People weren't going out and, and partying. All they wanted to do was talk safe. I mean, it was wild. It's a crazy time. I mean, my mom too, tuned in on it, right? 2,135 people. She's like, damn, what is this? Like, This is different. Uh, Will, go ahead, man. 
Yeah. Um, so to touch on the Globus calculator uh, with uh, what Joseph was saying is that, uh, man, the, the, the price isn't even really going to matter a whole whole lot when you start burning down that supply, uh, when you start playing with that supply. And we burn down to like 50 billion. The, the lower that supply goes, the higher the reflections goes per that, you know, that volume. The volume, if the volume stays 100 million, your reflections will still increase as that as that supply goes down. And, we, you know, if we're going to burn to a 50 billion supply, I mean, that's, you know, give or take, I think, two, two to five years. I mean, that's a wide gap. But um, the uh, the reflections will be insane just, you know, based on that volume. But, you know, all the people that have them big bags and they go to selling, you know, that volume or, I mean, that, uh, that supply is going to burn down with it. Like I said, you know, that's just going to increase the reflection. So whatever you got now, I mean, you're, you you're going to increase in reflections regardless, you know, just even if your bag stays static, uh, just because of that supply going down. So yeah, supply and volume is the, is the most important things in, in finding that utility, you know, whatever utilities we can bring to the table, which um, there's going to be, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of them out there, uh, especially, you know, just the exchange coming, the glow talks and the cryptonomics. And I think we'll be, you know, selling that idea because I, I didn't. We have um, some kind of uh, a copyright or something on the uh, cryptonomics. Um, but I did have actually a question, um, Chris, with the BBTF because, like I said, I, I kind of was on a little hiatus here. Um, what, what were the to- were the some of the tokens changed uh, to what was going to be reflected? I just kind of seen some of the stuff on Twitter, and I haven't really been able to find uh, solid information on it. Yeah, I think they are planning on making some changes. Uh, they haven't announced what those are yet, but I think they are planning on making some changes to the reflective tokens. Don did say that earlier, so I'm not speculating. He did not list what the changes would be, but I do anticipate changes. So I can give you like a half answer there. Well, I want to throw one more thing in there. Um, just a shill for one of our partners, a uh, live crypto party has uh, recently gotten a contract uh, with Nigeria. Uh, I believe it brings some uh, education and you know, education through entertainment um, there. So that I'm, I'm hoping that would be one of them. <laughs> just my personal little shill there, but uh, because that's one of my, you know, my favorite projects, but uh, just, just the energy the team has and things like that. I know they've been a little bit quiet, but, um, but yeah, they've got some big things happening that they've, they've mentioned. So, you know, just, Someone on, on our, you know, exchange, they were exclusive to the, uh, the safe room decks. So, I mean, you know, that's definitely one of our, you know, one of our, uh, partners we should be shilling for and, and hoping that they do well because it's going to do well for us, all of us. Yeah, that's a good point, man. And Will, Will's like, had like a really healthy perspective on all of it. Like he said, like they get on the exchange, he throws a little bit of money into everything. Could be 30, 40 bucks, but he does it, right? Because he's like, hey, if they're good enough for Safe Moon, they're good enough for me. That's a really healthy perspective. Regardless of whether we're in them or not, his, his overall point is even more important. We want them to all be successful because that's Safe Moon, right? I mean, we're that's the parent company. So, uh, Dan, how do you see things progressing forward? You know, I've been uh, listening to everyone and Something I was wanting to hit on was the burn, you know, with the deflationary token. 
how important that is. And uh, it's awesome to see that other people, listeners, they're paying attention. You know, um, at the price level we are currently at, the amount of burn that will occur initially and, you know, the price will increase, obviously, with just the burn alone, um, will be phenomenal. Um, we've speculated that you could 3X your bag. That's speculation, of course, with, within a very short period, you know. So you have the burn, and that, to me, when you compound that with volume, that is the most important thing once you have something of utility like an exchange, um, when you have a blockchain that there's going to be uh, other projects built on, you know, that changes everything. When that happens, the value of SafeMoon grows exponentially. When people have to use it to build projects upon a blockchain that is the SafeMoon blockchain, um, changes everything. So you look at the burn, you know, ultimately it will stop. And the people that stick around and hold long term, there's going to be a point where there just isn't enough to meet the demand that the market has placed on it. And at that point in time, in my opinion, that's where you are going to see an exponential explosion in the value. You know, we've seen what happened with Binance, you know, um, wasn't too long ago that their token was traded for cents. And at that time, there was no burn. There is now, I believe. It's a fairly recent thing. But that was a purely set, no burn token at that time. We've seen what happened with Doge. That's an inflationary coin. You know, there is thousands created every single day. But we've seen the exponential explosion. There's no exchange. There's no blockchain that people are building on. So you think about the utility that we're going to bring to market. You think about the reduction in supply. You think about the volume that, that utility is going to create. You think about the value that it is going to demand when there is a blockchain. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer to me. It puts it all in perspective, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, it's good to have perspective, and it's good to understand. And what I love about this show tonight, and when the, when this show is really clicking, is when you get everybody up here speaking and you can see how far people have grown, right? Like that's, that's tremendous. And not to say that we didn't have intelligent people on here, you know, from the get go, but you can just really see the growth of people and the understanding and knowledge that they're providing the audience. And that's a great benefit because you're helping people. You know, a lot of times we get on here and we talk and we, we, we really go into the analysis and, and provide, you know, what we can, but you're helping people by doing this. There's something that's a great human benefit in that. And I think it's important. We all recognize that. Go ahead, Joseph. Thanks, man. Yeah. I just wanted to comment too. Like, uh, 
you know, with like the little demo video that was put up on Reddit. So it's like, dude, I'm reading a lot of just like the comments that are in here. And it's just like everything is literally positive. You know, finally, this is what we wanted to see in our show, this showcase. Oh, so now we know it exists. Excellent. You know what I mean? And it's like everything is positive. And usually you would always hear John sit there and be like, yo, man, dude, like these Reddit guys are crazy. Yeah, they don't, they don't like us in Reddit. But it's just like it's finally it's like you can see the tide is turning where it's like this, you know, they're finally showcasing it, what they've been working on. And now people are starting to be like starting to wake up to it. And you got to remember, guys, we used to have two million holders of SafeMoon at one point. They're waiting in the wings. They're waiting for it to actually drop. I ain't waiting. And that's what's up, dude. That's what I'm doing. I ain't fucking waiting for nobody. I don't care if it's not dropped yet. I'm like, yo, I don't want to wait for a million people to come back because they feel better. You know what I'm saying? I'm going full throttle. Let's go. Good, Bryson. And then we'll go to Will. Good, Bryson. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I just want to touch on Twitter. I mean, it's it's a totally new world as far as investing goes, and and just uh, how we, you know, get insight into companies and, and investments that we're in. I had a buddy who he was the communications director for John Boehner on the on the House, um, and John Boehner was the Speaker of the House for the Republicans back you know, many years ago. Um, but he's now in communications. And so he'll work with oil companies, you know, in crisis, if there's an oil spill, he'll, he'll, you know, communicate their strategy and how to handle that. So he's very versed, very intelligent, makes a shit ton of money. And he popped in, I got him into safe moon and then I got him recently into blockbusters and now he's, he's engaged, right? He saw blockbuster shoot up and he, he's now as his interest has peaked and he's he's actually getting on Twitter and listening to some of these spaces. And he's like, his jaw is dropped in terms of like how people communicate. Because he's used to a formal, you know, press conference and, and how it's, you know, the questions would be very structured and the answers would be very structured. And here it's more like, you know, free flowing. And, and so the point I'm trying to make is... You know, it's amazing the opportunity we have. Like when Don posts some eyeballs on a comment, you know, basically, you know, telling you, yes, this is happening. That's a huge opportunity for people that are paying attention, right? Like I had a buddy tweet me, you know, hey, did you get on on Crift? And I'm like, yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I am in on Crift. You know, and I, I actually got in on Crift. You know, as soon as Don Bailey posted some eyeballs, right? I, I already liked the project, um, and that just kind of drove me uh, to to put money down on it. So, you know, but I was paying attention, right? And everyone in this space, I'm sure, pays attention, and that is a huge advantage to where we are in this uh, cryptoverse. Um, and we know what's coming, right? Like like you said, Joseph. You know, people are just waiting. 
in the sidelines, well, they're not really paying attention, right? They're going to, when, when all of a sudden they check their wallet and, and all of a sudden, you know, they see a huge spike, it's what, what's going on? What, what, you know, that's when I get the calls. What's, what's happening with SafeMoon? You know, how can I put more money in? <laughs> so, you know, by that time the, it's already spiked and, and that's when these people are buying high. So uh, congratulations to everyone paying attention and, you know, just know there's huge opportunity. We don't get insight like this anywhere else uh, for companies to really engage community um, and, and feed us kind of some, some information that's key, I think is awesome stuff. So all good. Yeah, I agree. And, and you're helping people understand it and give new perspectives. And like it helps everybody. It helps the host, the co-host. It's good to hear from everybody. Will, go ahead, man. So yeah, man, those uh all all great points, man. Um, you was touching on the education there a little while ago, and and I know we brought up a few times uh, a few weeks ago. Somebody had brought up, uh, I believe, something about revoking the wallet privileges, and I really didn't understand that. So I did research that point to find, you know, in the BSC uh, yeah, BSC scan where you can uh, where you can go in and do the you know revoke your wallet privileges from the token approvals. And I think learning that's one of those big things that I don't think a lot of people have talked about enough, but I want to say thank whoever brought it up in here to just saying thank you to whoever brought it up in here a few weeks ago. Uh, I was just kind of vaguely listening, you know, didn't have the uh, the screen up. But yeah, man, that was, that was a huge thing I don't think a lot of people think about as well as, um, yeah, go, go check out what wallet privilege, privileges you still have open and um consider maybe closing some of those out if you know there might be projects you invested in that rugged or didn't go anywhere i don't i don't know how you know risky it is to keep those in there but uh, i think it's probably something everybody should go through and, and check out every so often and see what they have open as far as wallet privileges and that came up last year i had somebody dm me and then they were like, all right, well, what's your wallet? And they're like, damn, man, you got like 20 some on there. So I learned to do it. You know, you go to the BSC scan just real quick. You put your contract address in there. And to the right, you'll see like three little dots. You click on those and it will show what contracts have uh, the approval to access your wallet, right? Uh, so what you do is you just re revoke the privilege. You click on them one by one. It's like seven eight cents after you connect your wallet you just remove them one by one and depending on how many you have it could take a hell of a long time but that's more secure some people do it on beefy finance but it's, it's, it costs a lot more if you just do it on bsc scan it's a lot more cost effective so yeah, that's good that you learned that will yeah yeah man i yeah i appreciate it. yeah i think i was probably listening to an old episode and i was just, like i said i was just laying there listening to them and uh but yeah, man, it was, it was, I had a, probably about 40 contracts or more open, at least from all the trading I've done. And uh, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad I could, could bring it up because maybe uh, it'll help somebody else here in the future. I mean, if it helps just one person or two people, right? Like, that's the thing. And, and sometimes I'll have people like much later come out and say, hey, I heard you talking about this. I didn't realize this, you know, so like, that's what's cool. A lot of people like to listen to it live, but then a lot of people can listen to the recording too, which is effective because, I mean, take like my guy Winston, right? He's in the UK. 
He's a loyal listener. I mean, the guy does not miss a show. He's It's 3 a.m. when he's listening, right? I mean, that's dedication. Can you imagine getting up at 3 a.m. to listen to a show for two, two and a half hours? That's unbelievable to me. Uh, and then I got other guys that are in Europe and, you know, other parts of the world. They'll listen to the recording. I, believe me, I understand. I would have a hard time waking up at 3 a.m. to listen to a show. Now, what's funny about Winston is Winston sent me a message last week. And he said, hey, man, I know that you're busy and you got a lot going on. But I got to be honest, I miss waking up at 3 a.m. to listen to your show on Wednesday. <laughs> so I thought that was amazing. You know, so that's when you know you're doing something good. And that's when you know that people are enjoying it. Right. And, 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 and you allow people to really grow from it and allow people to learn. Right. Because if we're not learning, I mean, what's the benefit? You're not really gaining anything. You're not becoming any better. So uh, I, I think just through time, you pick up more and more. Uh, you know, you can sharpen each other, right? If you have the right mindset. If you don't, it's not really going to benefit you. You got to be open to that. Uh, I'm open to people that, that know. There's, look, there's people that are a hell of a lot smarter than me in many areas on this show. Most people are good at one concentrated area. Very few people are a renaissance man or a woman, right? So whatever you specialize in, whether it's math or it's business or it's, you know, writing or art or whatever you do, usually that person is really good at that one thing that they've concentrated on. And we can all learn from that. So I think that that's the benefit to it. Uh, we'll get into our final thoughts. I think we've done a lot tonight. Uh, damn. Final thoughts, my friend. Yeah, it's been an awesome, awesome show tonight. Um, thank you to everyone that came up here. We've got a lot of people up here on the panel. You know, everyone can bring something uh, to this thing of ours. You know, even if it's just your perspective, uh, things like learning how to remove permissions on BSC scan, um, you know, you never know what you may say that will really impact someone. And, you know, we should all try to learn something about crypto, about SafeMoon, about the ecosystem um, every day. You know, for me, my latest thing is I'm going to learn how to read blockchain. Um, that's something I am going to do. Um, but figure out what that thing is, what you don't know. And more than likely in learning that thing, you're going to learn other things that you don't know. And that's how you become, you know, a more adept investor. You can't stay stagnant. So that's what this show has been all about. But it's been a great show tonight. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you all next time. Thank you. You know, and I like that. And the other aspect I like about learning is oftentimes when you learn, you're going to teach it to somebody else. So it's not just your benefit. You're going to benefit a lot of people down the line with the knowledge that you acquire, right? And then maybe you host a show and you, you, you go over things with the people like Sal right now, right? He's, he's doing a show on the basics of trading BNB up and down. And a lot of people have found benefit in that. 
so you're impacting people in a positive way like that's a great thing right like whatever it is because like everybody's going to have different takes and different strengths in what they do and if everybody's got something a little bit different that's a little bit unique then there's going to be value in all those things and and understanding that is what's really key to this that's that's how this is going to move and evolve and how you're, you're going to have mass adoption right because the more people that get involved the greater this thing's going to grow uh it doesn't matter which project you're in at that point right like some will grow greater than others but you get mass adoption this becomes a 12 trillion dollar industry which is what they're projecting within two three years we're all gonna get paid man I mean that that's just the fact that that's the, that's what's going to happen. That's where this is heading. So uh let's see here. Khan, you got any final thoughts, man? Hey Khan, any final thoughts, my friend? Sorry, I was having a problem with the mic. Um You're good now. Go ahead. Cool. No, I was listening to what everybody said. Um, looking forward to seeing a live contract in real time reflections and seeing what the conversation is next time, right? Like a lot of the a lot of the drama and all the the back and forth come from us waiting, right, and getting anxious. Both sides of the people. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, it's a lot easier for people to drag you down than lift you up. And so I try and surround myself with like-minded people with the same goal as me. And that's to see SafeMoon and Blockbuster do well. And I feel like that's what people in here want, right? Like, that's why we're all here, you know, mid past midnight Eastern time. Uh, during the week, you know, a lot of us go to work tomorrow because this thing hasn't mooned yet. So it's like, just clear the runway because this motherfucker is about to take off. That's a stack. I'm right there, man. I agree. And you're right. Like, you're not going to be on here talking like, look, man, we all got things we could be doing, right? It's all about priorities in life. If I find it that important, to come on here and host a show for two, two and a half hours, twice a week, that should tell you something, right? Like, and it's not always easy. There's nights you do not feel like coming on here. I will tell you that right now. There are nights that you are worn out. You've had a 10, 12 hour day. You are like, I just want to chill, but you know, what's important. Like you understand that coming on here is not about you. It's about the people give them a forum to come together and, and learn and give them a forum to come up here and present information that we might not know. Like, how do you grow, right? Well, you grow by consistently giving great effort every day, every week. That's how you grow. And it's not, there's nothing exciting about it. You know, let's just call it like it is. It's like practice. I hated practice. When I played in college, I absolutely hated practice. Practice was the worst. The only thing we cared about was the game, right? But having to practice over and over again, you know, things that you're going to do, like that's the process. Like this is practice right now. There's nothing exciting about it. it. It's fun to get together. It's fun to learn, right? 
but it's it's also practice. When the game comes and we're on here, that's when it's going to be a whole different level because at that point it's going to be happening so fast that it's going to be a whole new experience, right? And I've gone back to this a couple of times. I think people forget this. John Caroni moved to liquidity. Now I think it was like a little over two months ago. And the next thing you know, we had tons of people in here. We had six journalists in here. We lost a zero at one point. Then things settled back down. We're like, what the hell is going on? If you think that people in the know, and I'm talking internationally and all over the country, aren't waiting for that moment, they are. Because they thought that that moment had began and you had six journalists in here from several different publications like Washington Post, CNBC. I think we had somebody from CNN, MSNBC. I mean, I got a list after the show. We had six different journalists ready to write the story on Safe Moon popping off. So if you think that's not going to happen, it is going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen or exactly how it's going to play out. I'm not going to predict that. But I can tell you that there are people anticipating that right now. They're ready for it. Uh, let's see, Bryson, you got any final thoughts? I always have some final thoughts. <laughs> I, I mean, you you spoke a lot before about uh, having the vision, right? And it's a testament to you guys to continue doing this show, even through you know the thick times, right? The hard times. It hasn't been roses this past year. It's been a a decline, one one uh, dip after the next, but still, you know, providing great content, um, keeping people focused on the long-term vision. And, you know, it's going to be fun when that pays off, right? When we're coming at this from a position of strength uh, in terms of, you know, the success of the project and the price and, and people's bags, you know, finally producing the reflection income that we, we've been dreaming of. So, um, you know, that's going to be exciting, but we can all remember who kind of stuck with it, you know, during the hard times, right? Who, who earned it? Um, those folks are going to be rewarded because they took a chance, right? It's, you know, a lot of people don't want to take the risk. They want to wait for it to actually get delivered and then put money down. But, um, you know, the bigger play is to, to see the vision, see the end game before it actually occurs, and I think uh, everyone in this room has that advantage um, because we believe, right? And it's it's really about, you know, understanding, staying focused, um, believing in the team, the project, and and really just knowing what's what's going to come. And it's 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 really exciting to see it finally getting close. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about it, pushing it down the line uh, often. But, you know, I think everyone can kind of get the sense that it's finally here. And I would just tell everyone to get real serious in this these next couple of weeks, you know, buckle down on the budget. And, uh, you know, I would I'd be uh, scraping everything you can possibly scrape together to uh, load up, because once this thing takes off, it's going to be real hard to, uh, you know, achieve kind of the bag size that you might want to achieve because that price can can quickly move. And anyone who knows crypto, you know, knows how quickly price can move. And and what's, you know, cheap today, <laughs> it may not be cheap tomorrow. That's for sure. Good point, my friend. Yeah, and, you know, just in closing, I'll say this. 
uh, it's all about consistency and it's all about, you know, what you do on a consistent basis, right? Like, are, are, what's important to you? Are you coming on and talking to people? Are you continuing to do that? I've seen, you know, not to criticize, but I've seen people pop up for a month, two months, three months at a time, maybe six months. Try doing it multiple times a week for a year plus, right? Like, that's a credit to all of you. That's not a credit to me. I want to be very clear about that. That's a credit to all of you because you're willing to take the time to invest to improve your education and your future, right? We're just here to coordinate it. That's how I look at it. Uh, we're coordinating the meeting. You're all here, and it's your show. You guys own it, man. You know, think of it like this. We're we're a company. That's how I look at the show, and you're all stockholders, right? All of you have the vote. We're just here to coordinate it and to call the meeting. So it means something for everybody to come together for a common goal. Everybody comes together for a common goal. Everybody works, moves forward. That's when we start to have some great things happen, right? And very few people are willing to do that. The ironic thing is going to be when we go back and we listen to this show six months ago, a year ago, right? People are going to want to listen to it. They're not going to want to listen to it until this thing takes off. But when Safe Moon takes off, this ecosystem takes off, Blockbusters takes off, people are going to go back and listen to it because everybody wants to be a winner right? They just don't know what the winning winning looks like yet. But when you have a vision and you understand what, what the result's going to be, you understand, you know, the, the big picture. And so that's when people are going to go back and listen and go, shit, man, wow. You know, these guys were just ahead of their time. It, it's better to be early than late, right? If you're late, you're out. If you're early, at least you're in early. And so some of us got even, you know, earlier than we wanted or, you know, paid more for it than we wanted. But in the end result, it's not going to matter. What's going to matter is success and changing your future, right, in a positive way. That's what this is about. That's how many people can you impact in a positive way? How can you help them grow? How can you help them, you know, acquire knowledge, educate them as best you can? Right. And a lot of people aren't going to realize the value of that until this takes off. I'm okay with that, you know, but just understand that we are learning and growing every day and we're getting better. The improvement is, is it's definitely, you know, something you can see. And as you continue to do that, you know, it, it gets better. If you're getting 1% better each show that adds up over a year, right. It adds up a lot. And so I don't think people always recognize that or give themselves the credit, but the, the people that, that listen in on a consistent basis and gain that education and that knowledge are getting better every day. And you can see it. It's starting to really become apparent. So give, every, give yourself some credit. Give everybody that's here some credit. Uh, you won't even recognize yourself in the next, you know, two, three, six months. That's where we're heading. I firmly believe that. So. I want to end everything on a positive note. I want everybody to understand that the vision and the execution of what we have coming is going to be something special. I've maintained that through the entire show since last year, but we're at that moment now. We're close. 
you know, and I'm not going to count down to that moment. I'm just going to let it play out and enjoy it. Hard work pays off. It might not come right away, but at some point it does pay off and everybody's put in the hard work here. So we're going to end the show Uh, on the show. I'm planning on doing a second show on Thursday during the week. It's a little bit easier for me from a scheduling standpoint to do it on a Thursday evening instead of a Wednesday evening. And I think it spaces things out a little bit better. Uh, so I'm, I'm planning on doing a Monday, Thursday, same time, 10 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, if we were going to do an extra show, you know, Patron and I, or depending on scheduling, we would do that probably on Twitter. But, but right now you're looking at a Monday, Thursday call-in format. Just want to give everybody a heads up on that. I want to thank everybody for being here. You guys were tremendous tonight. We had great participation, great points, great knowledge, education. We're going to be back Thursday evening, 10 p.m. Eastern. Have a great night. Thank you for coming on. Wonderful talking to you. Good night. (laughs) 